to Live Well Anyway. I'm your host, Mackenzie Kappa, formerly of Cultivating the Lovely. And on this podcast, we focus on wellness, beauty, style, planning, basically life, because life is messy. And here we learn to live well anyway. So join me on this journey as we figure it out together. And just to get us started, I'll go first. And you guys, today you get to just hang out with little old me. It is a solo show and we are going to be talking all about tracking. We're going to talk about what in the world I even mean by that, why you would even want to track, what kinds of things you can track in your life to see a difference. It's going to be a lot of fun because, you know, I'm the planning girl. I like to do all the planning and the thinking about those things. And tracking is kind of almost the flip side of that. And I think it allows you to plan better when you have better idea of what has been happening in your life, but we're going to get into all that. But before we get there, I want to mention that I have actually been trying to show up in my newsletter lately, you guys. I've been talking about this for quite a while, especially since the beginning of the year. I mean, my word, I don't even want to think about what my word was (laughs) that I chose for 2021, you guys. It was consistent. Well, sometimes you got to work up to that and I'm really working on it now. I have some big projects going on behind the scenes and until those things are able to be presented to all of you guys, I'm trying to work on being more consistent in other areas like Instagram, trying to show up there real consistently at Mackenzie Kappa. But I'm really trying to show up with my newsletter. This has been one I've talked about a lot. But basically with my newsletter, it's called, well, anyway. And you can sign up by going to mackenziecoppa.substack.com. And it's a space where every Wednesday, so the same day that the podcast is released, I tell you not only what other kinds of content I've had going on around the interwebs, but also I like to talk to my newsletter subscribers just like we're friends. And they get a little bit of extra insight into what is going on in my life. I may have even mentioned what that behind the scenes project is. So you can go sign up to find that out. And you can interact with each other too, which I think is really fun. On the Substack platform, it allows you to be able to comment back and forth with one another, give each other ideas and suggestions and talk about things. So we can really build that live well together community, which I think is super fun. And it's in our own little space on Substack. So come on over to mackenziecoppa.substack.com. Sign up. I've even got some freebies in there, like a Trello board to help you plan out your week. And we've got some other just little fun PDFs and different things that you can get a hold of if you sign up. But it's just a good time. And you can hear from me once a week to just talk about what is going on and then get some behind the scenes info where we can chat together. It's a good time. So come on over and sign up for Well Anyway at MackenzieCoppa.substack.com. But without further ado, let's get on with me today since I'm the only one here. But it's kind of fun to just be able to chat with you guys. If you didn't know, I kind of do the same sort of thing in live video almost every single day, only it's more interactive because you guys get to comment back in Patreon, which is so much fun. So you can find that at patreon.com slash livewelltogether. We have a good time. But here, I just want to be able to chat with you guys and make it feel like we're just sitting down to coffee, chit-chatting together about tracking things. Now, you're all wondering why, Mackenzie, why are you adding one more thing in my life that I need to do? Well, I'm not saying you need to do it, but I'm saying if you want to see change in a particular area of your life, or if you just want to be more observant of what is going on in your life and see some patterns that might be developing, then tracking things in your life can be a really helpful way to do that. So what can we even apply tracking to? Well, we can apply it to a lot of different areas in our life. You know, we've all heard about 
tracking what you eat or tracking your health, tracking what you're reading. I mean, we're going to talk about those, of course, in a little bit more in depth in this episode. But I also want to think about tracking, you know, what TV and shows you're watching, tracking your relationships, tracking how you feel, what moods you're in, how your cycle is affecting your life. Because guess what? As women, our hormones change every single day of the month. Surprise, guys. I hope actually there are men listening to this episode because they should hear it. They should know it. Tell your men to go ahead and listen and be clued in to where we are coming from. But we're going to talk about our cycles. I'm going to have a whole portion of this episode just dedicated to that. So that's going to be a lot of fun. But I think there are all kinds of different things that we can be looking at in our life, taking note of, and then going back and actually being able to see patterns over time that help us to make different decisions moving forward. And when we've identified those patterns, we can also do a better job of communicating them to the people in our life so that there's more understanding, there's more grace, or there's more encouragement when we need it. I mean, I think especially in terms of cycles, when the people in our lives, our friends and our family, know kind of where we're at, they're better able to communicate with us because they understand where we're coming from. And in the same way, we can also understand those around us when we are keeping track of things as well. But before we go too deep with the relationships and the cycles and all of that, let's talk about some fun things that we can track right off the bat just to get us going. So a couple of things that I really enjoy tracking are, of course, reading. Reading is a big one for me because I like to feel accomplished. At the beginning of this year, Kindle actually announced they were having a reading challenge for the month of January where you could earn badges. You may have heard me talking about that on Instagram or Patreon. I was super excited about it because I enjoy recognition and a trophy, even if nobody else knows I'm getting it, which was the case with the Kindle challenge. But it just helped me to feel like I was working towards something and keeping track of it. There are very few things I love more at the end of the year than when I get the Goodreads email telling me that they have curated all of my reads from the past year and I can go back and look at all of my statistics. I love when they put together the little picture of all of the covers of the books that I have read and they tell me what my shortest book was and my longest book and the most popular book that I read. I love seeing that. It is so much fun and one of the big motivating factors for why I use Goodreads because they keep track of all of it and then they curate it for me. And I love being able to go back from year to year and see my different reading trends. What times of the year do I typically read more than others? What kinds of books have I been drawn to in different years? It's been really interesting to see those patterns develop. I can definitely see in years where I've had to have a lot more output I've had a lot of things going on that have felt maybe a little bit overwhelming. But yeah, my reading numbers decreased, but the types of books I was reading were also different. We've talked about this a lot lately in Patreon. When we are in a big output mode, whether that's being creative or being interactive with other people a lot, sometimes it can be hard to take in a lot of information. I think for me, this also happens seasonally as I go back and look at some of my reading statistics over the years. As I come into spring and summer, I'm not consuming as much content. I am out there in the world. I am curating more content for my own platform. I'm talking with people more. I'm doing things. I'm active more. Whereas when I start to head into fall and winter, I tend to have more of that retreat. And that's the time where I'm having more input. 
I'm listening to more podcasts. I'm reading more books. I'm listening to more audiobooks. All of that kind of thing just tends to happen for me in the fall and winter. Now, I wouldn't have any idea that that was the case if I hadn't been tracking things, if I hadn't kind of been paying attention to those patterns in my life. So I could get to this time of the year and just kind of beat myself up about it. Why in the world am I not reading more? Why am I not able to consume more content and feel like I'm learning and changing and growing in all of those ways instead of being able to recognize that, oh, I'm learning and changing and growing by putting a lot of things into practice that I have taken in in the past. This is my chance to kind of put my feet to the ground and do that work of what I've learned or put that information into practice in different ways than I am able to at other times when I am just more in that input mode. It's okay to have the more output, action-driven mode and not beat myself up about it. And as someone who really thrives on goals and achieving things, that's really helpful for me to remember because I can really get down on myself about why am I not doing more? Why am I not learning more? Why am I not, you know, consuming all this content and being an amazing reader, quote unquote. But when I look at the patterns in my life, I'm able to step back and say, okay, I might not be taking in that much now, but look at everything else I have going on in my life and what I am doing. And that will come in a different season. And I don't have to beat myself up about it. And when we are tracking those things, it helps us to remember that. Plus, I love tracking my reading because I love to be able to talk with my friends and followers about the books I read. And sometimes I need to jog my memory about what I have actually read. A lot of times I would get to the end of the year in the past when I wasn't doing a good job of tracking and not really remember what I had actually read that year, much less years before. For example, my friend Shell, you guys have heard her on the podcast a zillion times, She recently read a book that I knew sounded familiar. I knew I had read, but I couldn't remember when or what exactly I thought about it at the time. And so I went and looked it up on my Goodreads. It turns out I had read it four years ago and I had written a review of the book. I had rated it and said why I liked the book. And it was such a good memory jog for me to remember. Oh, yeah, I really did like that book as much as I did. And these were the reasons why. And then it helped me to be able to have a more in-depth conversation with her about the book that she had just read by having my memory jogged by that. I loved being able to do that. And there's no way I would have been able to do that on my own had I not kept track of it. I feel the same way about shows and movies. Ladies, today I want to tell you about the new hair care company that I have been using and absolutely loving Because I finally got products that are actually the right ones for my hair. You know, we all have such different hair. We even have different hair within my own little family. And I have very thick, straight, oily hair. And I wanted to have some volume. That is always the struggle for me. And it can be really hard to find products that are geared towards the type of hair that I have. Well, not anymore. Because along came Gemist. And they have you take this quick little quiz on their website that is backed by an algorithm. You guys, the secret to good hair days is science. Gemist is a science-based algorithm that makes recommendations based on your actual hair data. So how your hair is, but also where you live and all of that, they factor it all in 
so that they can give you the best recommendations for your hair. So I recently got their conditioner, shampoo, and their scalp balancing bar. You guys, this thing is awesome, especially in a day and age when we're all using a lot of dry shampoo and that sort of thing. A couple of times a week, I will just use the scalp balancing bar and then go ahead and wash the rest of my hair. But I feel like it just leaves me really squeaky clean and helps my hair to be in the best condition possible. I'm just so impressed with this company. It smells amazing. I mean, I really can't say enough. I had my doubts, if I'm being honest, and it has far surpassed what I thought it would. My hair behaves the way I want it to now, and I've got volume and consistency in the way that I'm able to style it. I am just really loving Gemist. And did I mention that Gemist is also women-owned? It's a subscription service. You know how I love having things show up straight to my door. You can save 20% on every order with their smart subscribe and get free shipping. And you can base your subscription completely on your hair length and your washing frequency. They personalize your subscription frequency by weeks. So you're not getting more or less product than you need. It's a super flexible subscription and it's easy to even skip shipments if you need to. There are free returns within 30 days. They have quality ingredients, which is so important to me. They're free of sulfates, parabens, dyes. They're never tested on animals and they're manufactured in the U.S. Plus they're salon quality. So if you're ready to have the best hair of your life, try Gemist. Right now, my listeners can give Gemist a try and get 20% off their shampoo and conditioner smart subscription. Smart subscribers already save 20% on each order, so this is an amazing deal. And with free two-day shipping, you can have it before the weekend. Just visit Gemist.com to get your personalized recommendation and enter Live Well at checkout for 20% off and free two-day shipping. That is Gemist.com, G-E-M-M-I-S-T.com, and enter my code LIVEWELL at checkout to get the best hair of your life. Okay, you guys, I loved when I actually had the AMC app and we were going to movies in the theater that I could look back and see what movies we had actually gone to and watched that year. It was so helpful for me to be able to remember and then recommend things to people. When I have this record of what I've watched, then I'm able to more clearly say, oh, I know a person who would really like this show, this book, this movie, because it has all these qualities, but I wouldn't remember what I had even consumed if I hadn't kept track of it. So I really like doing that, even though we're not going to the theaters to watch stuff anymore, by just keeping track of it in my bullet journal, writing down the things that I've watched, whether they are movies or shows or documentaries. Having that very simple record allows me to be able to recommend things like in my five Friday favorites and also be able to talk about it with my friends and followers. And tracking can be a really simple process, you guys. It doesn't have to be something really complicated. So many things, like I've already mentioned just in the show so far, have really simple and concise apps that are targeted directly towards the thing that you want to track. Goodreads, for example, is one of my absolute favorites because I love to be able to see the progress that I'm making in a book. As that little ticker goes up and shows me the percentage that I've gotten done in a book, it's a huge motivator for me. When I know that I have gotten 75% of the book read, it's a big kick in the pants for me to just be like, okay, just bang out the rest of that. It's going to go really fast. And it helps me to want to accomplish more. I love being able to see the little ticker go up. It's, you know, definitely part of my Enneagram 3 personality as the achiever to see that happening. But I just think it's kind of a built-in motivator. But there are so many different ways that you can do that. Even if you don't want to use a specific app to track things, 
like I mentioned, you can just keep a list in a bullet journal. There are some people who draw out little book spines and write all the books on them and color them and, you know, make it really creative. You track in whatever way is working for you. Some things I think are better to have a little bit more long form tracking about, like when I'm talking about relationships. As I track things that are happening in my relationships, whether they're with friends, family, my kids specifically, I like to write them out long form. I know that if there is a specific relationship that I am wanting to work on, that I am wanting to see blossom, or I'm thinking like, hmm, I think maybe there are some hiccups that keep happening repeatedly here, but I'm just not recognizing what's happening on the grander scale of things, then when I actually decide to track them, it makes a really big difference for me. So what I'll do is I will typically get a journal that is just dedicated to that relationship. You don't have to go that far. But then I just make some notes. It's not necessarily every single day, but at least a few times a week, I try to write down a general, well, these are things that have happened between us in a relationship, or these are things that this person has done. Like if I'm doing it with my kids, these are the activities they've been having going on. These are the struggles I see them facing. These are the things that I see them doing really well right now. This is how we have connected. This is how I want to be able to connect with them, but maybe it's not going so great right now. I just try to keep track of all of those things, process my thoughts about our relationship. And then wouldn't you know it, if we come to a hiccup in how things are going, if one of my kids is specifically struggling with something again, like a month or two down the road after I've started tracking with them, I can go back and look back at the last couple of months of the notes that I have kept and say, oh, they had this same sort of issue a month and a half ago when this was going on. And then it allows me to be able to go to them and have a bigger conversation about what is happening and say, hey, are you struggling with this same kind of thing as you were before? What are some strategies that we can put into place in your life so that you can help work through this certain time? How can we connect together? How can I pour into you as your mom to help you through this specific thing? It's also been really helpful for me to head off certain things that I know my kids might be heading back into. If things are starting to happen in a pattern like they had in the past, something that my kids have really struggled with, I'm able to sort of preempt those situations and say, hey, I see this coming. What can we do to help you better deal with it as it's coming down the road? Now, does it make everything perfect? Does it make me be, you know, an amazing mother and my kids all of a sudden have it all together? Absolutely not. But it does help me, I think, to have more grace for them in those situations and in dealing with those things. And it also helps me to own up to how I'm doing with them. If I happen to get snappy and maybe not be the most patient, angelic mother in the world, not that that ever happens. But if that does, you know, let's just say hypothetically happen, I'm able to, once I've kind of done that, take a step back, catch my breath a little bit, and then go back to that child or to those children and say, hey, guess what? This is what's happening in mom's life right now that is making me maybe not be the most reasonable person in the world. And that does not excuse it, but that is what is happening. And so I am going to ask for your grace in this moment knowing that I am a little edgier than maybe I would normally be. So you just be aware of that. Don't take it personally. And just please give me that grace right now. And you know what? A lot of times 
my kids do. Sometimes they're just flat out annoyed with me and I can't blame them. But a lot of times they're like, oh, mom's had all this crazy stuff going on. Like, for instance, when we are going to court a lot, that's super stressful for me. And I'm maybe not the most pulled together mom on the planet when that is going on. But when they kind of take the step back and say like, oh, mom is really stressed right now. There's a lot of court things going on right now. I need to have a little bit more grace with her. You know, they actually do come and give me more hugs. And they go and they happen to know where my chocolate stash is. I keep having to move it around. But sometimes they'll just show up with chocolate for me or a little note or, you know, those little things that say, I see you. I know where you're at. And our kids are capable of doing that. And I think what a gift we can give them of teaching them how to be empathetic with people and understand where they're coming from when they're having a really hard time and also learning to not take it as personally when people are having difficult times, knowing that it might not have anything to do with them. And so they can know that, okay, mom is having a tough time with other things right now. It is not actually directed towards me. It's not because of me. And it's been really helpful for us to make sure we clarify both of those things, that just because mom's snappy, it doesn't mean that it's their fault. And the same thing for them. Just because my kids are having a hard time, it's not necessarily my fault. I don't have to take it personally. Instead, I can say, okay, I see that you are having a difficult time right now. And I can come alongside you knowing that it's not because of me, even if you're taking it out on me. Now, does that excuse bad behavior? No. Like I've mentioned, those are things that we have to work on and we have to work through. But at least it helps me to come at the situation from a non-personal standpoint. You guys, if there's anything I think we've learned in the past year is that our mental health really matters. And we need to put it at the forefront and make sure that we are doing everything we can to make sure that nothing is getting in the way of us living our best lives, achieving our goals. We don't want anything interfering with our happiness and our efforts to live well anyway. And that is why I want to recommend BetterHelp. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. There's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. And the service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor, and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room with a mask and all of that stuff like with traditional therapy. It just makes it so much easier. Plus, BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. And to top it all off, it's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. For instance, like one user who left this recommendation for Dr. Richmond. He said he's extremely professional, thoughtful, and rational. He always offers realistic solutions to challenges I face. His deep insight allows me to say very few words and rest assured that I'm well understood. He can connect very well on an intellectual, emotional, and psychological level, making this experience something I actually look forward to week in and week out. So visit betterhelp.com livewell that's better, H-E-L-P, and join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. 
In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and Live Well Anyway listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com livewell so there's no better time than right now to get the help that you need. I think this has also been really helpful for me in having that perspective by incorporating the Enneagram with it. I know that's kind of a hot topic. Some people don't agree with it. Some people do. Some people say you shouldn't type your kids. For us personally, it's been really beneficial. I think we've talked about this in some podcasts recently, but for me to be able to see things from my kids' perspective, because they're not all like me. They all have different personality types. And sometimes when they are dealing with something and having a really extreme reaction, I can take it personally, or I can think, why in the world would you think that way? But when I can look at it through the lens of their Enneagram type, I can say, oh, that's why they're doing what they're doing. And then this is how I can address them in a way that they can actually hear. Because sometimes the way that I think I should address it, because it's the way my personality works, doesn't make sense to them at all. But when I can take that step back, look at what their personality type is like and how they perceive things and why they react to things the way that they do, it allows me to change my approach and to think of things more from their perspective so that I can help them in a more effective way. I know this was also really helpful when we were living with my parents. For the first stretch of things, it got really rough. I would take a lot of the things that my parents said or did really personally But then when we integrated the Enneagram into the whole situation and I could see that, oh, this isn't about me. This is about their perspective and how they perceive things in our life. It helped me to not get as offended because when you're living with people, you have to remove that offended piece as much as you possibly can. So when I could realize that something wasn't being directed at me because they were frustrated with me but because they were frustrated with the situation and that their reaction was really dependent on their perspective more than it was on me, it helped me to have more grace. It helped me to not get my feathers ruffled quite as much because I could look at it from where they were coming from and say, okay, how can I better address this? Especially, I think, with a personality type that tends to skirt around the point of what they actually are trying to say, I tend to be a more straightforward, blunt kind of person. And so when I'm with someone who is saying anything but the main issue, hoping that you gather the main issue, if I can say to them, okay, is this what you're actually trying to say? And they can say, yes, that is what I'm trying to say. It takes away a lot of that miscommunication and helps us to get at the heart of what the issue is. And I know that was really helpful for me to be able to do from a less emotional standpoint when I could take their Enneagram into account. And a lot of that, I don't think you can really figure out unless you also go back and look at the patterns, which if you're tracking, allows you to be able to do. If you're able to actually look back that you've written down, okay, this is what this conflict was kind of like. This is how this person reacted. This is how I reacted. You can learn and grow from that so that in the future, you can approach it differently. And I think that's part of what helps relationships become stronger and continue to grow is by noticing patterns, noticing triggers, and then being able to approach them in a different way. 
But now let's veer off the relationship kind of thing for a minute and talk about just some more personal things, some things with our bodies and our health. Now, obviously, one of the things that everybody hears about, especially at the new year, is tracking your food intake. A lot of people do this with the sole motivation of wanting to lose weight. But I think that we can think of it in a different way. I think we can think of it as just our overall health and not so much doing it to right off the bat make changes, but to know that, okay, I just want to be an observer of what I am doing and how it's making me feel so that I can make better decisions in the future, which may not be weight related at all. It can be things about how our food affects our mood, how our food affects our blood sugar and how we are feeling throughout the day. I know that if I don't eat by a certain point in the day, I start to get really shaky and hangry. And so it's really helpful for me to know kind of where my cutoff point is and that I need to eat by a certain time. Now, those are things that you probably are kind of subliminally picking up on in your life. But if you actually take the time, even for just a couple of days, to track not only what you're eating, but how those things make you feel, it can help you to identify things that maybe trigger foods for you that you might be allergic to or you might have issues with. So as you're tracking those things, you can write down not only what you ate, but how you're feeling emotionally at the time you eat it and a little while after how your body is responding. And then you could even pair it with something like an Everly Well test that is going to help you identify food sensitivities. And you might be really surprised as you look at a food sensitivity test and you compare it to the notes that you made, they will probably line up in more ways than you would expect or help shine light on things. Those tests can be really helpful, but also just being observant of your body and the way your brain and body are responding to different stimuli, whether that's food or stress or whatever, can help you to make better decisions moving forward. I think also tracking your health, keeping track of actually when you're not feeling well or when you are doing well. You know, I struggle with headaches and sometimes they can last for days and days, but it wasn't until I actually started writing down, okay, you are on day three of a headache. You are on day four of a headache that I realized, oh, this is taking a much bigger toll than I even realized. I think I would get to, you know, a couple weeks down the road of a headache and still be thinking it was only a few days or, oh, this has just been a week or whatever, when really I was going on two and a half, three weeks of headaches. And then it prompted me to make better proactive decisions about having to go into the chiropractor or having to get a massage, doing those things that were going to help me to not only feel better, but also interact with people in my life better. Because when I'm in chronic pain, I'm not at the top of my game. I'm not responding to my kids as well as I should be. I'm not doing my work as well as I should be. And so they are things that oftentimes have a cost, but the cost of not taking care of those parts of our lives and those parts of our bodies are actually much higher. And I think until we actually sit down and keep track of those things on a daily basis, we're not realizing the toll they are actually taking. I mean, how many times... Have I had colds throughout the year and think, oh, I've only had one or two. But then unless I have notes about it and I can go back and see like, oh, I've actually been struggling with sinus issues three or four times this year, then I can't make appropriate health decisions because I tend to downplay what is actually happening with my body. But when we actually take note of it, and especially for a long period of time, we're able to make better proactive decisions about going after our health in a more positive way, 
But also we can present those things to health practitioners and say, these are the things that I've been struggling in the exact way that I've been struggling with them for this amount of time. How much more helpful is it to be able to give really solid information to a health practitioner instead of just a general, well, I haven't been feeling well lately, or I've had a few colds, or I've had a few ear infections, but actually saying, well, it lasted for this duration of time. This was my pain level. These are some of the things that I was eating at the time and things I think it could maybe be stemming from. That's a lot more for a professional to work with and be able to give us better information on how to move forward and a better game plan. If we've kind of done a lot of that observational work ourselves before we even approach them. So I think that in the immediate, it can be really helpful to say, oh, I've been struggling with this headache for this many days. I need to go in and see a chiropractor. But it can also help us to be more proactive over long range amounts of time. Oh, I see that I struggle with headaches after about this long that I haven't been in to see the chiropractor. So maybe I need to maintenance it a little bit before that time to try to head off when those headaches are coming. Maybe I need to make that a little bit more of a priority so I don't get myself in that dire situation again. So it helps us to be able to make better decisions moving forward over the long term as well as just in the immediate, which of course then leads me to tracking our cycles. All right, it's no secret that we're all juggling a lot these days, right? I mean, we've got jobs, families, budgets, not to mention the emotional baggage from the last year. It's also been so tough for our kids with their wacky school schedules and all of their regular activities not operating as normal. And for me personally, one of the ways that I would normally cope with that is with yoga. But my yoga studio has been closed. So that's put a real kink in the way that I'm able to not only work out, but also relax and just feel like I can recenter myself. I mean, we've all heard and read about the amazing benefits of yoga, increased strength, better flexibility, improved mental focus. But there's so many challenges that a lot of us have of actually doing yoga. For me, it's being able to go to the studio. For you, it just might be intimidating to be starting it in the first place. And that's why I want to tell you about Bulldog Yoga. Bulldog Yoga Online is about taking the intimidation out of yoga and replacing it with music, smiles, and no judgment. Plus, it's so convenient. Bulldog Online is about making yoga fun. Yes, fun. And Bulldog streaming online classes are available on demand anytime, any place on your schedule. And this is why they are a total savior to me. Bulldog even offers classes for kids and teens so you can get your Bulldog on and get moving with the whole family. Bulldog online classes are easy to follow and set to great playlists meant to motivate and keep you and your family smiling throughout the movement. And there are choices for all levels, from beginner classes to heart-pumping workouts, and there are tons of class length options to fit your schedule. Classes range from 12 to 60 minutes. And these are the key reasons why this has been so helpful to me. I can fit exactly the amount of time that I particularly have on a certain day, find a class that works for that, and do it right from my own home. That has just not been realistic for me up to this point, but now with Bulldog Yoga, I am able to stay so much more on top of my practice and feel like I'm getting my body in shape again after a kind of rough year. So you can try your first 30 days for free at bulldogonline.com. That's bulldogonline.com. And then when you use the code LIVEWELL, you can get an additional 50% off your first paid month. So again, that's bulldogonline.com, 
coupon code LIVEWELL, you get that 30 days free and then 50% off your first paid month. That's an amazing deal. And I just want to thank Bulldog Yoga for sponsoring Live Well Anyway. I have been loving and enjoying them, and I think you will too. I know there has been so much more talk about this in recent years. In fact, I am going to reference a couple of books and podcasts that we are going to have in the show notes. Jenna Kutcher did some fabulous episodes on women's cycles on her podcast, Gold Digger. We will actually have those episodes listed in the show notes. But one of them specifically was with Kate Northrup. She wrote a great book called Do Less, and she has a whole chapter where she talks about our cycles. And the different parts of our cycles, she kind of breaks them into weeks. She talks about them as winter, spring, summer, fall, where winter is the week you're actually having your menstruation and you're going through that and you're just kind of a little bit more withdrawn and you have low energy. And then spring is where you're starting to come out of that a little bit more. Your energy is starting to build. You're starting to get a little bit more verbal in the way that your brain is working. And then summer is like, pedal to the metal. Let's go get it. It's that third week of your cycle when you're feeling really good. You're at the top of your game. You're able to get the most done. You're able to interact with people at your absolute peak. And then fall comes. It's that fourth week of your cycle where things are starting to wind down. Your hormones are starting to decrease. You're wanting to just kind of be alone a little bit more and get more of the work done in a not so public or people-centered way. It's when your brain is trying to kind of calm down and bring things together a little bit more. And then you head back into that winter cycle of having your menstruation. Well, that's a really good basis for everyone to be working from. Well, all of our cycles are different and all of our bodies function individually. And so while that's a really good baseline for us to be working from, It can be really helpful for us to actually pay closer attention to what our individual bodies are doing. I think this is important for not only ourselves to be making better decisions with our time and our energy as we're in the different parts of our cycle, but it's also really important to be communicating to the people around us. I warn people in my life like, hey, I'm coming into week four, baby, so you're going to want to just be aware of the fact that I'm a little bit more hormonal right now and you might not be able to trust everything that I say if it's in an emotional state. (laughs) That's really helpful for you to know. And I've really been more vocal about this with my teenage son lately because I feel like it's my job to really prepare him for his future wife and let him have perspective on that. So I am very upfront with him like, hey, buddy, guess what's coming? So you're going to just need to be aware of that. And I'm going to do my best to be sane and normal. But if I'm not all the time, this is why. And you should know that that's how women function. And it's also really good for my girls to be aware of because this is their future. They are going to have hormones that cycle on a, you know, basically 28 day period, whereas men, they cycle through their hormones in 24 hours. We don't have that. We've got a month to process through everything that we are working with. And I want them to know what that looks like, how that works in their bodies. I want them to, at the start of when they start having their periods, to know kind of how their bodies are functioning in a bigger way than just you PMS, you get your period, that's how it works. No, I want them to know how it works all throughout the month. So from the very beginning of their womanhood and having to learn to work with their bodies, 
they can be more aware of those things and they can be making decisions with their time and their body based on where their hormones are at. I think that is so important to have that awareness of your own body, especially as your body is changing and growing and you're trying to get a handle on things. How much more beneficial would it have been to us? I know for me, when I was younger, if I had had a better idea of how my body was working and if I had been informed about how those cycles worked throughout the duration of the 28 days, I would have been able to make better decisions. And even now it affects how I do my work. When I plan to do certain things in my job, I've realized that I can do a way better job of recording things and being more productive when I'm in those spring summer weeks of my cycle. And then I'm able to back off a little bit so I can batch a bunch of different content that I am working on in those two weeks and then just kind of work on getting it out those other two weeks. Just getting the things processed, doing more of the planning, kind of those behind the scenes things where I can use those other two weeks to be more forefront. It works so much better when I'm working with my body and with my cycle. I also wanna mention that there are some really terrific ways that you can be keeping track of these things. I mean, you can go very simply, and this is, I think, a really great way if you are trying to kind of make a map of your patterns with your cycle for your specific month, is get out a journal and write at the top of each page day one, day two, day three, all the way through, maybe give yourself like 30 to 32 days so you've got some flexibility in case one of your cycles is longer than normal. Then each day of your cycle, you can just make some quick notes on that page. So when you hit day one of your cycle, your period starts, you make note of how you're feeling, what you feel like you're up for, how you feel like your emotions are doing, certain foods that you might be craving, how your body is feeling, if you have anything specifically like breast tenderness or headaches or yeah, we're going there, you guys. So if you're having any specific physical symptoms, write those things down. Then on the next page, the next day, do the same sort of thing. Make sure you're taking into account where you're feeling emotionally and physically. Then the next month, go back to that day one and start it again. And guess what? You're probably going to feel a lot like you did the month before. And since you're writing it on the same page, you're able to see the pattern. And then just think of the power of that. After a few months of doing that, you can really start to pinpoint like, okay, on day 24, every single month is when my boobs hurt and I'm in a bad mood. And you can then prepare for that. You can maybe have a little bit of extra chocolate. You can allow for a little bit of extra downtime in your day. And you can warn the people around you that you are coming up to that specific day that is harder for you. How much power do you have when you recognize those patterns in your life and then you're able to act on them and make better choices because you know what's coming? There's also a couple of great apps that I really want to recommend to you guys. One of them I use just for the basic, like keeping track of symptoms is called the Clue app. It helps me to be able to look back at my analysis over months and months and months and see exactly how long my period was, see when I was having different symptoms. You can even plug in there. Oh yeah, my boobs hurt that day. Or, oh yeah, I felt bloated this day. And it actually keeps track of it for you in a really simple, clear to see way so that you can go back month after month and see when those things are really triggering you. But my absolute favorite app that I have more recently found for keeping track of my cycle in all of the different ways is called Moody. You guys, 
This one is brilliant. If you want kind of the all-in-one meal deal, you're going to want to get moody. Every single day, you go in and you track how you're feeling emotionally. You track how your body is feeling, how fatigued you feel, how motivated you feel, all these different things. It walks you through. And then it gives you suggestions for that specific day of your cycle. It tells you, on this day of your cycle, you're most likely feeling like this. You most likely have this amount of energy. This is a really good supplement that you could take to help you combat some of these ways that you're feeling. Here's a workout that will actually give you a 15-minute workout that you can do that is in line with the amount of energy that you probably have on that day of your cycle. And then when they tell you, this is how we think you're probably feeling this day, you can say, yeah, that sounds pretty similar to what I'm going through right now. Or you can click, no, that's a little off. And then when you come back the next month on that same day of your cycle, they're going to tell you, hey, this is how you felt last month. Are you feeling that same way this month? How amazingly helpful is that? It is like the app that women created to be able to harness this power of being observant about what is happening with your cycle and making really good decisions because of it and then helping you to have tools to actually make different decisions, to actually do things differently, to have the supplements or the workouts that you need for your specific time of the month. I think it's brilliant. I am hoping to have some of these people on my podcast who created it because it is the answer we need to getting a really good handle on not only our emotions, but how our bodies are doing and how we can be making better choices surrounding that knowledge. I also think this is a great app for teen girls to be able to really get a handle on it as they're just coming into this. They're just figuring it out. They're not understanding why their hormones are all over the place and why their bodies are doing what they're doing. To have somebody every day of the month say, hey, We know you're probably feeling this way because this is the way your body was designed to operate. How gratifying is it to feel like, oh, so this is normal that I feel this way and I'm not a crazy person? I just think that is so incredibly helpful to have an app like that telling you, yes, what you're feeling is normal, but it might feel a little unstable. And this is kind of what you can do to help yourself out during this time. What a gift that we can be giving our teenage girls to help them to figure that out. But I know there's a lot of grown women who haven't figured these things out yet. I know that I didn't until I was, you know, well into my 30s. And so I think that we could all be benefiting from getting these kinds of patterns figured out in our lives and identifying them from month to month to month. It is just so empowering to feel like, okay, I'm normal. This is normal. The same thing happened last month. I can get through this. It's going to get better. All of those things I think are just really encouraging, especially when we're in really unstable times. If we can look at patterns in our own lives, then we can make better choices and we can feel more normal moving forward. So this is my big plug, you guys, that I think tracking is so, so important because when we've noticed all of these patterns in our lives, then we're better able to make our goals more accurately in line with what we're doing in our lives. If we get to the new year and we think we're going to do all these outlandish things and then they don't work out, we tend to get really down on ourselves. But if we can look back at kind of some hard facts about what we normally do in our life and then make our goals in line with our natural tendencies, 
we're going to have so much more success. If I even track like, well, these dinners were a hit with my kids and these ones weren't, or this one was easy for me to put together and these ones weren't, it helps me to just plan my time better. There's so many different things that you can track in your life. Don't let this list of what I've talked about limit you from making good decisions. And really, if there are things that you've decided to track in your life that I haven't mentioned, because I know there are so many different things that you could track, I would love for you to tell me about it. There will be a post on Instagram about this episode, and I would love to hear what you track in your life to help make better decisions and planning moving forward, because I think it's so impactful and we could all learn from each other in this area. So don't let this be the end of the conversation. Come and chat with everybody on Instagram at Mackenzie Coppa. Let's get this rolling. Let's see how we can be supporting each other and learning how to track better and learning how to find the time and do it more deliberately and be consistent about it so that we can actually see those differences in our life. Okay, I have talked a lot about this. <laughs> you guys are probably sick of listening to me talk about tracking, but I've just seen it be so impactful. And I can't wait to hear back from you guys about how it's changing your lives and how you are better able to plan for the future. So that's it for this episode. As always, you can swipe up in whatever app you are using to listen to this episode to see all of the show notes and all of the links of things that we have mentioned. That's also a great place that you can go to to find my Amazon link. You guys, whenever you buy something on Amazon through my link, I get a little kickback, but it doesn't cost you a penny more. And you know what? This is what helps me buy Christmas presents for my kids. So I am so grateful to all of you who use my Amazon link. If you don't want to bother to go find it in the show notes, you can also just go to mckenziecoppa.com slash Amazon, and it will take you to all of my curated lists on Amazon, everything from the nail products I love to the beauty stuff to the books that I read, but you don't even have to buy any of those things. You can buy whatever the heck you want to. It doesn't have to be something that I recommend, but it still gives me the credit because you shopped through my link, and I am ever so grateful for it. All right, I am going to wrap it up for this week, but next week I have the one and only Katie Duckett back on the show and we are heading into a really fun month of talking about our teens and talking about celebrations. We are heading into birthday season around these parts and both Katie and I have 14 year olds who are turning 15 within two days of each other. They are best friends. They are so much fun. We are actually having them on a mini cast for Patreon next week. It is absolutely hilarious. We weren't sure if they would really talk or say stuff, but you know what they did. They went there and we had so much fun with them. So be looking forward to that if you are in Patreon at patreon.com slash livewelltogether. But Katie and I are just going to talk a lot about what it's like raising teen boys. We don't have it all figured out, but we share with you kind of how we have developed the relationships with our boys that we have. We're going to talk about celebrating them. And then we are going to round out April with a really fun episode with Katie, Shell, and I talking all about friendship and celebrating our friends well and the longevity of friendship. It's just gonna be a really fun, fast-paced, friendship-filled celebratory month. And I can't wait to be bringing it to all of you guys. Okay, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate each and every one of you who listened to this episode week after week. It means so much to me and I couldn't be more grateful. So thank you. You help keep the lights on around my house. And I just feel so endeared to all of you listeners. Don't be afraid to reach out. I would love to connect with you. Find me on Instagram at Mackenzie Coppa. Let's chat soon. Okay, until next week, ladies. 
Go be bold and gracious.